Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. This is an exciting episode for me and it will be an exciting episode for return listeners. For new listeners, what I'm about to say will seem, I guess, bizarre uh, and certainly just like something that I should have figured out a long time ago. But, one second, closing the door to the Volvo there. Uh, this is a buffer episode. I'm recording this six days before... I do the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan Extravagan, Zah, my show at the Adelaide Fringe. It's on March 10. And so you can figure out what that is backdating six days from there. I think it's the third. Maybe it's the fourth. I forget. It's the Saturday before the show. Maybe it's the second. No, nah, it's not. This will, however, be coming out, I think, uh, three days after. It will come out on the Monday after the Catamaran Plan Extravagan. Zah. And that show will have made a certain amount of money, and that money will be going towards me buying a boat. And the plans, I will use that money to reinvest in plans to buy the boat. I don't know how much money that's made. I can't talk about that because this is finally a buffer episode. I'm assuming that I'll be too tired after the show to record a new episode. And I've already recorded an episode coming out uh, in three days my time. On the Monday, two days time, who knows? Do you know what I'm saying? Time, hard, numbers. Do you count the day you're on or not? Always difficult for me to figure out how many days time something happens when it's more than two days time. Does that mean tomorrow? Does that mean the day after? Who can say? I don't know. This is a buffer episode. It's an interview with Scout Boxel. I saw Scout Boxel's show at the Adelaide Fringe. I was very impressed by Scout Boxel. And Scout Boxel also did my debate at the Adelaide Fringe. And was Ripper. And there were some parts of the show, the live show that Scat Boxel did, 
that really resonated with me and my worldview prior to becoming uh, a Latin Mass Catholic. And because uh, at the moment, I really try and view suffering as a good that is to teach. But previously, and still, I really do back this in. Uh, life is a series of like building things around you to just keep you going one more day. And uh, maybe just the biggest one of those things for me that I've built to keep going is, well, I haven't built, but I've inherited and taken from a long tradition and an encounter with our Lord is Catholicism. But before Catholicism, it was movies, <laughs> you know, and books and songs. And it still is these things that keep us going and sustain us through dark and difficult times and even through boring times and even through manic highs where you feel great but dangerous. So I wanted to interview Scout. I gave Scout a lift to the airport and we spoke for about half an hour about um, uh, things that are worth sticking around for. Things that you, if you were very, you know, if you were in a bad place that you would want as a, as a form of sustenance. So this is, we're going to play that interview and then next week uh, I'll, I guess I'll let you know how the Adelaide Fringe went and how much money it made. Or, boy, what if I get another Buffer episode? <laughs> Hold on. We'll see. We'll see how many Buffer episodes I can get ahead with interviews of people in the Adelaide Fringe. I don't know how many it'll be. Uh, just the thought of getting ahead on work. It's not something that I'm used to. Let's see how we go. I love you. Here's the chat with Scout Boxel. And I'll put a link below to, I guess, Instagram is the main catchment point that people go to nowadays. But here it is. Here's the interview. Thanks if you came to the show. Uh, it'll be recorded if you missed it. I think it'll be recorded. It hasn't been recorded yet for me because it hadn't happened. But if it was recorded, that recording will currently be sitting on a hard drive when this is released. I'm going to stop talking about how strange it is for me that I've got a Buffer episode. I'm just never ahead. It's out of sheer terror of the week to come and if anyone will come to the show and if the show will be all right. And I just don't want to think about having to make a podcast when I'm exhausted afterwards. So that's why we're getting the Buffer episode. All right. Okie dokie. Hooly dooly. Woo! And I hope we make a lot of money. Made a lot of money. You know, whatever. Past, present, perfect, infinitive. I just, uh, I've just gotten back from Melbourne, actually, where I did a trial show, and much of it was fine. There was about 40 minutes in there. That was great. There's about 10 minutes that's ready to go that I didn't do, so that should get us up to the time of an excellent show. And then there was about uh, 25 minutes of a poem about a jazz musician called Jean-Baptiste that, uh, <sighs> wow. Wow, I just, I didn't even get to the end. And no one seemed upset I didn't get to the end and I just stopped doing it. And I really thought that would be a showstopper and it was terrible. And that will not have been in the show in Adelaide because that's why we do the trial show. To learn what to cut. All right, here's the chat with Scout. Thank you to Scout. Thank you to all of you for listening. Keep it real, everybody. And I'll talk to you soon. The microphone's very hot, too. Oh, it's literally. I'm so sorry. It's quite warm.
and you, you'll have to shove it in my face. Oh my god, this is this is f-ing, this is chaos. No, it's great. Hey, welcome to this episode of the James Donald Force McCann Catamaran Plan. I'm joined by Scout Boxall. Hello, Scout. Hello. Sorry, we are uh, handing a single microphone between the two of us as James drives no, me to the airport. No, it's not the first time. We did this with Daniel Muggleton. He hated it. <laughs> uh, I thrive on the chaos. I think it's good. Well, I think it's fun. Now, what's your show? And the point of it. Correct me if I'm wrong. But a lot of it seemed to be about things that you like uh, so that you don't commit suicide. Uh, examples. Kingston. Now, when you went the Kingston Biscuit, it was also nice because I feel very strongly about some of those things too. Kingston Biscuit, I shouted out. When someone was like, Monte Carlo, I went hard. I don't want to ruin the show. You're not doing it again for a while. It's obviously the best biscuit, and I don't know what's wrong with people for preferring any other kind of biscuit. Well, the Monte Carlo... Got uh, it, the, honestly, the Monte Carlo got a lot of shouts from the Adelaide crowd. Yeah. The Kingston biscuit was everyone's favourite in Melbourne, and in Darwin, everyone loves the, the shortbread. They love the shortbread. Sick. It's f-ed up. Sick and wrong. <laughs> Sick and twisted Darwin. Um, so the show is, uh, yeah, that's a pretty, that's actually a pretty good elevator pitch for it. I also watched that. Formula One documentary and got into Formula One. I only got into it for a year because we then had a second child. And boy, Formula, I mean, if you're going to watch the practice, uh, if you're going to watch, you know, and all the interviews, and you've got to be in it in Formula One if you're going to be in it. Yeah, you you got to be on the ball. Like, I I am feeling very behind the ball for this season because I am I didn't watch the pre-testing, and so. Shame. So now I've got to like read some recaps and I've got two practices waiting for me when I get home today, which I'm very <laughs> excited about. I'm genuinely so stoked. It starts this weekend. It started last night. Um, Is it Melbourne the first one again? Are they back to being Melbourne at the start of the season? No, Bahrain is the first one. Take that. Um, that's, what, that's what Dan Andrews gets. That's the punishment. <laughs> that's the real thing you all have to live with now as a result of those lockdowns. Well, the other thing is that now, I don't know if it used to always clash with Comedy Festival, but now it clashes with Comedy Festival consistently every year, so I can never actually probably go to a Grand Prix unless I'm doing a show that starts at, like, 10pm. You don't have to do the full run. People will respect you. <laughs> do you genuinely think I can do that? Because I was thinking about asking last night. No, 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 just do it. Honestly, take the day. Take the day. Say, and also, you've... You've just done a show about the importance of mental health and how much this means to you <laughs> to live. Be like, no one should do a full run in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. It's awful. It's like, by the end, you're doing the same show every day. Everyone's got a weird dark show that they're doing. Take a day off and go and watch the beautiful Grand Prix. <laughs> and the other one was the theme song to... I'm sorry, I'm going to have that up. It's going to get no, hot real fast, no, but we're on a main right. road. It was the... the theme song to Brokeback Mountain, yes. which I had not seen or heard the theme song for. You've not seen Brokeback Mountain? No. Oh, it's an incredible film. It's one of my favourite films. It's like, um, it was one of the few, when I was in high school, I wasn't really able to be out at all. And so I just found like ways of, of being covertly out. And so one of those ways was by studying like queer texts in English. Yep. Because... Is that an option at school? There was a class that they taught at a high school? Well, like, you would just take the queer option? No, I would just take the queer option. So they'd be like, you have to study this text and also an elective text. And all my elective texts, it was like a single man, Virginia Woolf, um, Brokeback Mountain. Virginia Woolf. (laughs) She was in love with her husband. 
She sure was. And she was f***ing Rita Sackville West on the side. Which Virginia Woolf did you do in high school? I did Mrs. Dalloway. It's a fine book. It's a fine book, but to the lighthouse for me. Oh. Wowee. Number one. <laughs> so good. It's pretty. It's pretty cracker. Correctly guesses the weather. I think we've all been there. Oh my god! Back windows down at least. Let's do it. Also, if I just hold it here, will it pick up both of us? No. Okay. <laughs> this this audio is going to be so thoroughly compromised. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, people love it. And <laughs> the uh, and the, th- the third thing about the show that twigged me was that you you had now correct me if I'm wrong. If you were just saying this to be polite, you took MIDI files. And inserted them into GarageBand and ran them through arpeggiators. Is there a bit in the show where that happened? I don't know anyone else who's ever done that. I don't think... I don't... Well, uh, hang on. So the way that I made all the songs was that I had I had GarageBand because it's the only software I knew how to use. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's very easy. It's very easy and intuitive to use. And so I, I used GarageBand and then I ran... You can pretty... And then I just used a... Um, a synth that I ran through a USB through the Scarlet yep. um, Light Pro, the little red box thing, which is a massive red flag if you, you ever go to someone's so you house. You had to play them. You played all the notes. Yep. Oh, see, I did the lazy thing. I downloaded the songs and just dragged and dropped them in and changed them enough that I thought it wouldn't break copyright on midis if that existed. That's so That's funny. So That's so much more effort, though. I feel. Can you play? Can you play piano? Yeah, but I my I sent my keyboard into the shop to get fixed a year ago, and they never gave it back to me, and I just forget to call them. <laughs> okay, that seems like an executive function. Oh, that, let's not misfire. Let's not go down. All right, okay, All right, okay, but, but yeah. Because okay. an idea, because the whole I, I was I was in that uh, that was my ethos for a long time. This like you just you have to have enough things. I'm gonna put that right up to the face. You got to have enough things to keep you going. Through the hard times. I was watching Neighbours for a while there. There's a bus next to us. I'm going to get us onto a quieter road. All right, we've got the windows up. The windows up. But I think there really is something to this uh, shows and movies and songs and whatever that can sustain you. And I thought it would be good to have a compendium for very depressed people. Just being like, no ephemera, nothing particularly interesting, but... If you need to, you know, get through to tomorrow and you've got to have some sort of... If you're in a real low ebb, mm-hmm. just here's something to try. Watch this. This is good. I'm promising you this is good. Uh, so I thought if you would just rattle off, you know, all of them... Absolutely. Together, that'd be great. If you, that, that's yeah, 100%. I think that, like, I heard someone recently talk about a... Um, a little bit. A little bit down. Just you're, a tiny bit. Your map, we can have all the way down. Hang on. Oh, there we go. Beautiful. Um, I had... I heard someone talk recently about a study in rats where they had two types of cages. One of the cages, the the rats had water with cocaine in it. Mm -hmm. And in the other cage, the rats had water with cocaine in it. And also um, they had a bunch of enrichment toys. So in the cage with no enrichment toys, the rats were like yum yum cocaine. Mm -hmm. And in the cage with enrichment toys the rats were like oh this cocaine is nice but i'm mostly hanging out on this wheel so i think a key to being depressed is to just having a lot of enrichment around you and i think that's what like all that kind of stuff is like when i'm really low i tether my week around some of the worst television yeah what are you watching i'm watching below deck u.s and mediterranean i'm watching alone actually a pretty good series i'm watching 
Drive to Survive comes out all at once, but I'm watching the Grand Prix as they evolve, yep. and it gives you structure to your week. Like Can you I just have. Yeah. Are you watching Australian Survivor? No, but I watched American Survivor with my family when we when I was growing up, yep. and it was, it, and I I loved it so much that I did like a school presentation on it. <laughs> I think I've just, I think I have a real um, in-depth history of just like finding things and hyper fixating on them. But like, I think if you, if you keep just tethering your week together with, with things. So for me, like that list would be definitely like absolute dog shit TV, um, LARP, LARP happens once a week. So that's like every Friday, hey, you've had an absolutely terrible week and you feel like you can't make it through. Well, you got LARP. And I think... Yeah, what else? I think um, really intense dubstep from like 2010. Uh, I love yes. that. Uh, you know what? I'm getting into hard style at the moment. <laughs> and I'm loving that. Dok, 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 dok. I just have an idea. I'm trying to make a, I'm making a, did you ever watch the Beatrix Potter television show as a young person on the ABC? I can't, I can't wait to see how this relates. Do you know that show? Do you know that show? No. All right. Well, I'm just taking. I'm making a hard style remix of that. But also, <laughs> Susan Boyle. I'm making a Susan Boyle Holy EDM shit. album. That rules. I think. Um, yeah. I, I love. I love that shit. Oh, I love like Irish Irish folk, like yeah. jigs and reels. I have a tin whistle at home that I'm slowly learning more and more jigs and reels on, which is fun. Um, and yeah, the form. The formula. I highly recommend if you are depressed. You like exercise is proven to be like one of the best prophylactics and treatments for depression. But if you can't exercise, I highly recommend getting into a sport. Yeah. Because. Did you have a sport before Formula One? Was Formula One the first big sport for you? Yes, I played hockey in high school, and I played role. I believe I, you. Having met you, <laughs> I believe I've also played hockey in high school. What position were you? I was a goalkeeper. Oh, that's hardcore. I was a fullback. Uh, wasn't that hardcore? They couldn't find anyone in year 12 to be the goalkeeper, and, uh, and I needed a sport for year 12 uh, because in the IB you've got to have like 50 hours of activity. So I did that. And uh, Did you ever get really badly injured? <laughs> I did not try hard enough. <laughs> uh, I didn't ever put myself... That rules. I um I played hockey until uni where I played one game and I was I was always a um fullback and I had a really um good long hit like I could get the ball easily from one end of the pitch to the other in one single hit unfortunately um one time I I did that but I slightly like hesitated before the hit and so the ball came up off the ground and it smacked an opposing player in the knee and shattered her kneecap and then um, after like a martial artist who accidentally kills someone and then like no more literally I'm like I gotta put this these these hands are lethal weapons I can never use them again you watch the ball go right into the knee oh it was so it was so awful she I've never heard someone I don't think I've ever heard someone in that much pain in my life it was really (laughs) awful it was so bad I apologise I apologise that's pretty great though some people that would be the moment they started loving hockey (laughs) No, at that point I was like, I'm too strong for my, I'm too powerful. So I stopped hockey, but also I started skating in roller derby. I think okay. that genuinely was a massive like tether and in antidepressant enrichment for a couple of years because roller derby, anyone, any, any derby fans of the pod um, will know that. It's possible that there is one. 
There might be. Adelaide has a lot of roller derby leagues. And you have the you have the biggest. Um, the airport's right there. Yeah. So close to the airport, but I'm parking in the shade because it's oh. too hot. Yeah, gorge. Um, the well, Adelaide has the largest um, roller derby event in the Southern Hemisphere. I believe it. The Great Southern Slam. It's huge. It's like hundreds of teams. It's so many fucking derby people. Do people do the whip? They do. There's you there's can nothing. you can do whips. <laughs> With my, I'm just gonna check. Your, your flight is at two. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Boarding is one thirty-five. One thirty-five. And I do have, but I do have check luggage. You're so fine. Yeah, great. You're gonna be great. All right. Amazing. I'll hold that for a while. Okay. So sports a big one. Absolutely, because like, so for example, like Formula One, twenty-three Grand Prix in a year. So that's like twenty-three races to look forward to. Yeah. Outside of that, you got all the you got all the in the in between the race thing. You got the gossip. You got the trading. You got the qualies. You got the free practice. You got like all the different machinations between the teams. Like oh, Red Bull went over the spending cap. Oh, and Haas is having issues with their Russian driver. They're always having issues of some kind or another. These Haas people, they can't get it together. They're the best of the little teams, I do believe. <laughs> but this is also that's a. Uh, I know a couple of people who over COVID got into it because of that documentary. Mm-hmm. All people who didn't already have a big other sport. So like footy, presumably, was not a bit. Were you in Brisbane, Victoria, Sydney? Where were you growing up? Well, grew up in Canberra, so up the milk. So you had the option of rejecting both codes of football. <laughs> yes. But then in Sydney, like, also my parents aren't into sport at all. Like, so... And, I yeah, I just never like had a code or anything that I followed. But then when I like found Formula One, that fucking ruled. And then I was like, maybe I'm a jock now. Maybe I'm in my jock era. And then my best mate Jono loves NFL. Yep. And so I was like, I want to be able to relate to you on this NFL shit because I don't know how it works. So he assigned me a team because I need who who the Broncos. Oh. The 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 what year? The Denver Broncos. Oh, the Denver. Oh, sorry, the American football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which turned out to be a, a horrific decision this year because last year, no, sorry. So basically, when he assigned me the team, he was like, "It's orange, your favorite color. They're very exciting. They're a very strong defense, but also they are one good quarterback away from being really great." And then they got a good quarterback, and then what did he do to himself? Oh, he just was so. <laughs> And the entire team, like, anyway, it was really, it was quite sad. So I'd be, like, on the treadmill at the gym just watching this team that I have an an overcommitted attachment. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. To just lose every game. Does the city of Denver mean anything to you in a... No. Nothing? No. AFL football, nothing? 
Not really. I mean, I guess I should canonically be a Sydney Swans. You're in Victoria, though, right? Yeah, so I should. I'm in Brunswick, but like I don't. But like I didn't grow up with AFL. Like they don't have AFL in Canberra, or really in Sydney. Like they're trying so hard now. They're doing their very best to make inroads, but it's just not working. I was a very late football. Uh, I came to it late. Sure you are. You are crows. Sure. I'm, uh, there's there's a crumb beanie by your feet, which is the. Um, so we're a soulless team that was invented in the nineties. And uh, no, it's in there somewhere. It's in there somewhere. It might be in the back. But um, no, we're trying to have some life to it. Is this a girl roller skating past us? Wow. Okay, so. Uh, correction, that was inline blades. Not allowed in roller derby. Because <laughs> you go too fast? You'd cut people? <laughs> Literally, you'd, you'd f*** people up. Although I did once know a referee in roller derby called Gary. That was his ref. Like, everyone in derby gets to choose a derby name, which is, like, their alter ego name. It's very... It's more like wrestling, really, than yeah. others. Were you a WWE person? No, but a friend of mine is massively into wrestling. And so that's, a, that's become another little tether lately. Like, yeah. I've been watching... We watched the... The Japanese Women's Wrestling Championship. Absolutely. Like, in- insane. Showmanship like no other. These women are just throwing each other around. On t- It's so good. It's so fucking I have a long, weird history of very intense wrestling. That was when Mick Foley went away and came back. He went away to Japan and they were like, he's been brutalised in Japan. <laughs> the things they taught him in Japanese wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> These Some of the great war criminals have taught him what to, how to... <laughs> dominate human flesh um, but they didn't use the Australian accent mm. what's the other have you ever seen the television show The OA yeah it's just a man farting in his home on the other side of the fence I think you it was saw, I, you never saw The OA I did see The OA what do you think of The OA do you watch both seasons or one season no I watched the first season yeah honestly like a thing about having bipolar is that sometimes uh, are you crying because that man did a big fart no I'm just losing my voice slowly <laughs> Imagine if that was what made me cry. I've been telling a story of suicide survival in a fucking shipping container in an outdoor venue. Suburban <laughs> fart has really sent you over the end. That's what broke me in the end. Uh, everyone has a breaking point. Are you at the end of the tether having done the show a lot? Does it, or does, do you disconnect from it? You disconnect from it. No, I mostly dis- I Well, I mostly disconnect from it. But I, on Tuesday, because I was doing it at 9.15 where it was dark, and I was like, this is workable and then on Tuesday from Tuesday to Thursday I had to do during the daylight and it was so rough the Tuesday show was I had a full-on spiral which I've never had after that at that one I think so I was no no, no. no, I was at Wednesday yeah when by Wednesday I was fine but on Tuesday I was like it it was like the worst vulnerability hangover I'd ever had in front of all these people that were just and including people that I knew like mates were in that night and it was so hard to feel like I was performing or had a sense of distance from this story when it, like, it's in broad daylight and you can see everyone's faces. Yes, I've decided never to do a show like that again. That was what I got out of it uh, when I did it last year. It's too, it's too much. I I just, I can't, my next show is going to be so dumb. It's the new show in Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. But it's going to, like, I just, I can't do, it's, it's okay if it feels like far away and like, oh, this is a thing that happened to me like 10, now nearly 12 years ago. But also like some, sometimes when you have, <laughs> when you have bipolar, sometimes if you're getting a little bit elevated, things just feel like 
there's a really great collection of essays called The Collected Schizophrenias by Esme Wajin Wang, where she talks about having schizophrenia and how, like, she can't watch science fiction because it all feels a bit too real. And when I watched The OA, it felt... Too real. A little bit. I was like, maybe I could bust out of a, a prison. Did you get to the end of the first season? Yes. Yeah. But I can't remember what happens at the end. All I remember is that she's like kind of magic and then they're all in a jail together and then she does like really elevated sign language and kind of gets them out. It has one of the better endings to a season that I've... But then the second season really superimposed a lot of stuff back to the first season. But it's a total like... It becomes a weird lose yourself in it. Um, people people went on a hunger strike afterwards what? when they cancelled it after the second season. People in Los Angeles were starving themselves outside of Netflix's studio. Okay, I'm not I'm not shocked that that show got that response. Yeah. But also, it reminds me of Sean Smith's do you, <laughs> joke about. Go- I, don't, I don't know the joke. Okay, so, so I shared a drive back from the Gold Coast with Sean Smith <laughs> uh, last year, and it was great. Yeah. And I'll leave this in. But it was very, very, it was an intense automobile ride. Yeah. It was a lot, Sean. <laughs> if you're listening, Sean, because Sean and I did the Raw National Finals together. You're new. You're, you've not been in this for ages. No. What year? What year? 2018. Who won that year? Uh, Beck Melrose. And I don't then, know that person. Hold on. She's from, um, she's from Sydney. She does like she does a lot of improv stuff. She had a show about ibises. She does a lot of like writing work and in a lot of writers. Can you tell me who else was in that that year. I'm trying to place it. Emma Holland came runner up. Yes. And Gavin Semple also came runner up. Ah, little Gavin Semple. Mm. He's around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's man. He's not. This is all. It's frightening that all those people are so new. We've all been at it for like... 2018. Hold on, let me, hold on, let me look up the... So... You tell that anecdote and then I'll... So, um, but I remember... Sha- <laughs> Sorry, when you were just saying people in Los Angeles starving themselves, that reminds me of Sean Smith's joke where she's like, um, was Gandhi really going on hunger strike or was he just anorexic? <laughs> Do you just have a mad eating disorder? And he's like, yeah, I'm doing it for the people. <laughs> And it also reminds me of like when all these girls in my high school used to do a 40-hour famine, which ostensibly was like raising money for Oxfam or World Vision or whatever. But they but just want to look great. They just want to trim down. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying, to bring, I'm trying to do a bit about anorexia at the moment. It's not going well. Have you ever had a lived experience of anorexia? I've had a lived experience of eating disorders in that I have very disordered eating. I reckon you can get around it then. Mm, I think so. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's uh, what is what is like risk taking other than finding out what you shouldn't do and trying to do some version of that that is, you know, to stick the landing. Isn't that wouldn't that be very impressive? I mean, I find that more interesting. I'm trying to do an anti. I'm trying to think of who to blame for anorexia because people talk about like the fashion industry. Ah, uh, it's a long bit. Mm-hmm. Mainly, I want to break it down to that it's a great sounding word. It sounds like a Russian princess anorexia, <laughs> but also. That, um, that there's something egalitarian about it where the current beauty standard that's being enforced on mm. ladies is like really surgery is necessary to get that to happen. Mm. It's like a very, very, you've got to have these tits, you've got to have this bottom, you've got the arms, you've got to have, the, you've got to have a, a corset on. Yep. And, it's, and you, you're, you have to inject uh, a type of botulism into your face and you have, your lips have to be deformed. And in the 90s, it was just, you have to be very, very thin. 
you know? It was, it, there was an achievable beauty standard. Not a good one, not a healthy one, but it gave every woman the chance, the opportunity to hurt herself until she felt beautiful. And there's an egalitarianism to that mm-hmm. that we've left. Maybe, obviously better if we all just loved our bodies and were good to ourselves. No, but I think... I, I think there's a point to be made that anorexia is is really the closest, you know, that's that's the comrades all banding together in solidarity and being like, you know what, we will all starve ourselves because nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Such a good line, Kate Moss. Oh God, it's good it's a good line. Like that line has done that line has done so much damage (laughs) to young women, but also God, it's good. I think um yeah, I think the fact that you well, I, okay, because I saw a comparison picture the other day of Wolverine, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine yeah, from I early to, on. I don't want to make it about men's body standards, but that's no, huge, but it's happened, it's and no one. It's like it's like a frog yeah. getting boiled alive slowly, yeah, and no one has noticed. And it's like if you look at Hugh Jackman's first Wolverine appearance, he looks like by today's standards, it would be like, wow, that's so brave of him to do. <laughs> But he's meant to be the strongest man in the movie. He like that's the example of your super super strong muscly man. He's just a normal looking guy. Yes, it's very weird. And I'm an Australian survivor. If I make it about that, all the flair, everyone looks like a pro wrestler at this point. It used to be normal people on an island together. Even Ben Law looks. Benjamin Law. He's put in the work. He's yeah. He tried to play uh, too hard. He was obvious. I don't want to do any spoilers for anyone, mm. but he obviously loved Survivor, yeah. and was like, "I'm gonna get to do some Survivor. I'm gonna whisper at a tribal council. I'm gonna be mean." And it's like, it's, it would be so because there's there's all these people who don't know anything about Survivor on the Australian one, mm. and they're they're dopes, and everyone's quite happy to have them like just picked off one by one and carry a couple through to the end, and then you win. But then there are people who love it. And are exposed by their... And then, like, the, the nuffies don't appreciate people who love Survivor and they're playing hard. And they're like, why is he being mean? Why is he lying? And people are like, it's Survivor. You're meant to lie. It's a game about lying. But he was... And I tell you, Ben, I don't know if you're a listener. <laughs> Have you met... Do you know Benjamin Law? No. Well, he looked good. <laughs> he, he, looked very, he looked very good. I think I think in Survivor there is a real risk of overplaying it. And I think also, like, Australian audiences of Survivor versus American audiences of Survivor have very different expectations. Like, in American Survivor, it is a very legitimate strategy to be absolutely piss-weak in physical challenges yep. and just strategize your way to the end. But I feel like if... An, I, I'm... Okay. Full disclosure, I haven't watched a lot of Australian Survivor, no, although maybe that will be... of what you're describing, where George got to the end, a man named George, who was a political operative, who's back this year, who's really bulked up, but not enough. Because <laughs> he was very... But he would just, like, quit... Like, when he was losing a challenge, you're like, right, I'm sitting down. And at the end, they were all like, George, why didn't you work harder at challenges? And he's like, how dare you hold that against me? I got you voted out. But it was a brains versus brawn season, and it was a lot of... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The IQ... I feel like the 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 motto for Survivor is outwit, yeah. outplay, yeah. outlast, outwit, and outplay. Both of those are like that's. It's meant to be a game of strategy. That's the whole point this of the is, game. This and is also, outplay has been now taken to mean on that jury outplayed people at the challenges for individual immunity that week, which is an incoherent. I've never heard anyone in the American one go, but you were better at challenges. You were better. You were so good at challenges. Your physicality was beautiful. You should win the million dollars. Never happens. 
I'm sorry. I get very passionate about it. No, I absolutely I, – I agree. And it's – I the, the small fractions of what I've seen of Australian Survivor, they're treating it a lot more like this is like a physical challenge with some – reality show added extra steps rather than like yeah. this is an intense game of essentially applying game theory and Machiavellian strategy yeah. in the f***ing wilderness also if you think you're about to lose a physical challenge and you know you have a limited calorific intake limited fresh water sit the f- down so you can survive it's called survivor not victor yeah. victor this season is the difference this is the first season where it's been they got it right it's great. I'm just saying, anyone out there, I've got a friend who's, uh, who's currently experiencing some severe mental health crisis, and that was my one, like, get to episode five. Once you're at episode five, I, you know, who knows what other things will be going on in the life. But if, you, you know, if you've just started taking the antidepressants and you've got to go to you know, that first week of things not being right, mm. cling on to, maybe it's not episode five, maybe it's episode seven. The episodes are too long, <laughs> and there's too many of them before it gets great. But when it gets going... Oh, I won't even. I won't even bother. But I want to. I want to. Okay, music albums that do it for you. Real repeat, listen stuff. Honestly, I'm a real. I'm a real philistine when it comes to. Albums. You don't have the big fancy. I mu- know oh, you're a single person. Yeah, I've. Okay, give me the singles. Oh, uh, like. Oh, I. I don't know. I feel like I have nothing f-ing constructive to add. Like I just. I'm a. I find a Spotify playlist and I plug in. Right. No, Actually, music no, isn't no, everyone's no, thing. No. Um. Um. Music for airports. Brian, Brian Eno. Brian Eno. I love ambient music. I love amb- I love ambient shit. I could tell you like ASMR people. Easily. Okay, I'll take it. Okay. Whispers Red, British. <laughs> she's she's lovely. Her name's Emma. She's great. Uh, Gentle Whispers, obviously the OG. She's from Russia. And um, uh, she has this strange like Russian intonation that just makes all her spoken ASMR really beautiful. Is there no sexual component to these things? There, no, no, not in the like mainstream ASMR community. But now what has happened is that a lot of uh, like, I guess, OnlyFans or like cam girls are doing ASMR stuff that is explicit, but that's like it's lodged on like OnlyFans websites. So like on YouTube, if you find ASMR, even if there's like simulated like like kissing or lip smacking, it can get removed. So it's like very, it's very pure. Really? Yeah. But uh <laughs> That's f- what? So, like, someone just doing something erotic with their mouth, like a little, that'll get you taken off. I mean, if it's framed as erotic, yes. Okay. This is very much like the grey line of, like, I don't know what porn is, but I know when I see it. But, like, most ASMR is incredibly, like, di- like pure, platonic, deeply, like, intimate, but in a very safe way. There's often a lot of, like, caretaking role play. Like, I, like, you've got a headache and you can't get to sleep. And so I, I read you a soothing story. Like, it's incredibly, ch- it's incredibly infantilizing if you're listening to it. You love it? I love it so much. I've been on the ASMR train for at least 10 years. Are you early adopter? Yeah. Like way, like, way before it was, like, its own hashtag and its own genre on YouTube. Back when they had an alternative platform called SoothTube, where they found ASMR that was accidental. This was, like, all the Bob Ross videos. And, like, this is a tutorial on how to make beaded bracelets. And then it was... What time do you need to be at the airport, by the way? Probably, like, now-ish. We should make a, we should make a ways. Um, yeah, Boxel. It's been a pleasure. I don't know that I trust myself uh, into from a, I'm trying to be straight and narrow with the erotica. So I don't, I think ASMR at very least, that sort of intimacy is probably a, uh, it's, 
gateway. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm going to be careful with that. But I'm going to give you the microphone and anything else you can... Like even that soundtrack was so good. That Brokeback Mountain soundtrack. That really helped me. Okay. Anything that you could quickly throw out yep. um, as we drive there, I'm going to give you the microphone and you just go for it. Okay, final quick throughout. First of all, thanks for having me on this pod. This is the most chaotic recording I've ever done. This is not top five most chaotic podcasts for me. That's crazy. All right. That's insane. Um, uh, other things that I, that, I, that I hold on to. Overwatch 2, the video game. Yep. I'm a gold-ranked Mercy main, which sounds impressive from the outside, and if you are worth your salt in Overwatch, you know it's actually quite impressive because the Mercy reboot was very cruel to her mobility. Um, what else? The Brokeback Mountain soundtrack. Very good. Um, traditional Irish reels, as I've already mentioned. Reels? Like- reels, jigs. Oh, I thought reels like Instagram. Oh no 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 no! I'm so f- I'm I'm really off Instagram and and TikTok as a rule. But um, what else? Oh, Great British Bake Off, perfect escapism. I've never really watched it. I'm told the James Acaster one is great. Is that true? Is I've actually the, not seen I've not seen the James Acaster one because I they have celebrity ones yeah. which he was on. Oh, but, non-celebrity. Yeah, the non-celebrity ones are heaps better. No no no, version. that's the base the base version is a non-celebrity version. So. Watching Bake Off was like my comfort viewing for this entire Fringe Festival. Yeah. I would go home and watch another episode of Bake Off. Best season? Best episode? Mm, I would say best season is uh, probably the one with Giuseppe and Gunter, although hashtag justice for Gunter, no spoilers, but that man got eliminated way too early. And it was like they were holding him to a higher standard. Anyway, whatever. Did you watch Project Runway? <gasps> I love Project okay. Runway. I, that was a big I love Project Runway. Uh, I love Project Runway, and then also there's a season where, um, yeah, there are just some bad choices where Tim knows it's a bad choice, and Tim is furious. Uh, but did you ever watch them on? Did you watch them on Netflix where they had like ten-year-old seasons on Netflix? No, I missed those. So I only got to see. I've only seen two or three seasons, and they're in the new reboot with ah. Christian Siriano and. Um, What's her name? Uh, Carly Kloss. Ka- Kloss. No offense to Carly, but the worst, most superfluous fucking host I've ever seen on television. Oh, Drag Race. Heidi Klum is excellent, by the way. Oh, Glow Up. Very good. Up. It's about makeup. Uh, oh, um, uh, Blown Away, which is a I glass blown. so fucking infuriated by Blown Away. Because every episode, it's the same drama. I watched the first season, loved it. That lovely old New York lesbian one, she was terrific. But then by the second season, it's like, what, just someone will drop it and then they'll go home? You drop it with a half an hour to go and you can't make anything good and it's like, all right, you got to go. I mean, that doesn't seem fair. Man, I don't know what to tell you about glass blowing, but that's the game. That's the f***ing game. I always think of people breathing in and then the hot, hot air destroying the lung. It is, it is kind of horrifying the heat with which they're working. But I love uh, Deborah Zarenko, who was the winner of season one of that. I, and I, I love how... for calling her the New York lesbian. No, that's a... She'd probably be stoked with that moniker. But I, <laughs> I loved how... Um, I love any kind of like autistic, coded reality TV character. Yeah. And they're just, they're just trying to make their way through this crazy, oh, crazy man, world. You are going to love season two of Making the Cut. <laughs> like supreme... No one comes out and says, that man is very autistic, but he, like, just so good, so good at it. I find the, uh, that, that craft show, I watched a couple of seasons of that, the Amy Poehler craft show with Nick Offerman, but it didn't quite do it for me at any point. I was upset with who was winning. I don't think I could watch that. 
I, I left Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman combo well alone after Parks and Rec. I was like, you had a good thing going back in yeah. 2014. Did you watch all of Parks and Rec? Um, no, I didn't watch all of Parks and Rec. I watched, I watched a lot of it. That was Chris Pratt before he got like weirdly, horrifically Christian and shredded. And he was just a f-ing guy. Before he got great, you mean? He's doing better <laughs> than ever. Hashtag go Chris Pratt. All right, it's, we're done. We're done. Man, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Let's get you into this airport. <laughs> Hello, listener. Is it me you're looking for? As brands, we're always wanting to make a connection. To find the person you can rely on. The one that's there every week, month, or year and always has your back when you need them the most. It's a little like matchmaking, don't you think? With Acast podcast ads, you can filter for your exact dream audience so you can find the ideal customer for your business. The Romeo to your Juliet, the Rachel to your Ross, the Bert to your Ernie, and avoid those red flags and time wasters. Your ads can communicate with them in the most intimate way possible. A one-on-one conversation, a chance meeting in the gym, or a coffee shop. So go on, give it a try. With over hundreds of thousands of listens a month, your person is probably here. Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com to get started.